Ow! Flip. <laughs> I just tripped. <laughs> I really wish we were posting this on YouTube. <laughs> you just oh. tripped and fell flat on your face, Jordan. It's another episode of Park Snobs. I say another as if we've had so many of these, but those of you who are new don't know that we did have 26 episodes that have mysteriously disappeared. We're starting fresh and it's episode two, Unpopular Opinions. But first, Jordan, how was your Easter? How was your weekend? Let's catch up. Um, Easter was great. We were sick. It was super fun. We can't stay healthy. I took the kids to the doctor yesterday and the doctor made a joke. She was like, see you next Monday and Thursday. <laughs> we keep coming in <laughs> all the time. Sutton gets sick, then Ryder gets sick. But the kids powered through, found a lot of eggs. We celebrated. We had shepherd's pie in honor of the good shepherd. It was a great holiday. We love Easter. So that's really cute. I came home to Dallas solely to see um, my niece and nephew and they got sick the night that I got there. So I wasn't able to see them. So waste of a road trip. Yeah. I mean, our, our, the rest of our family's here, but you know, who cares? Right? <laughs> I told Jared, I feel like we just wasted a trip. Like I only came because I told Ryder, Hey, I'll be back on Easter. Like we'll see you on Easter. That's the only reason we came. So we get there. Dad's like, Oh, Jordan's sick. I was like, excuse me? The only reason I just drove six hours was to see my niece and nephew. And now I can't because my sister has a tummy ache. Boo-hoo. Get it It was a tummy ache, by the way. It really was. Moving on. Guys, I want to talk about a little bit of Disney and Universal news before we kick off this episode. First things first, Universal Studios is closing Poseidon's Fury on May 9th. Here is my thing with that. I get it. Poseidon's Fury is like the least popular attraction in the existence of all attractions ever. Like it's it's not been a thing for years. They're officially closing it. I feel like every time I'm there, it is closed anyway. So like not much is changing. But I just want to take this opportunity to say that the Lost Continent could have been such a grand slam. Like they could have done so many awesome things with that area of Islands of Adventure. And they totally whiffed on this. Like I feel it's a bunch of space that has been underutilized. And what are they going to put there? What's going in its place? Okay. I, I have an idea. What? They extend Harry Potter, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and they turn Mythos into a restaurant dedicated to the Mer people in Harry Potter. And they can kind of change little pieces of the lost content, continent to match different. I, I mean, I don't know if it's all going to be like the Mer people. That wouldn't make sense because it's not a big chunk of the books. But I do think if they could extend that land, personally, I would like to see it. I mean, it could be like from Goblet of Fire where they have to do like the underwater exactly. challenge to, you know, maybe it could be that. Um, so there's a lot obviously that they could do with it, but I just love the theme of the Lost Continent. I feel like it's such a swing and a miss for Universal and they don't have many of those, especially not lately. So that's upsetting, but we will see 
shortly what's going to go in the place of Poseidon's Fury and what they're going to do with the rest of that Lost Continent area. Next, Jordan. Bob Iger hinted that Disney has allocated $17 billion for investment into Disney World over the next 10 years. What do we think this means? Is there going to be a new park? $17 billion. Billion with a B. Not million. Billion. For those of you who already watch DSNY Newscast, you've probably watched the video in which he uncovers or kind of dives into what the $17 billion could potentially mean. And he touches on the possibility of it being a fifth park. In my opinion, it needs to be a fifth park. Disney is falling behind when it comes to creativity, innovation, and kind of pouring into the client experience. So in my opinion... Universal's building tons of new parks. (laughs) Disney needs to step it up. I don't know if this is necessarily what they're going to do because right now I think they feel like they're drowning a little bit and losing some money. And so I think they're scrambling to kind of retain everything they can. But in my opinion, it was a positive, definitely, that Bob Iger was talking about spending money rather than just saving money. I think that it's really interesting that a new park was hinted at. And I think that could solve a lot of issues with overcrowding at the parks as well. So hopefully, you know, two birds with one stone, new park, less crowds. Let's go. I think it's time, Jordan. Let's just like dive into this episode because I literally cannot wait to hear your five unpopular opinions. Guys, we don't know. We have no idea what what each of us picked. So Morgan and I may agree. We may have similar ones. We may completely disagree. I'm hoping we disagree and we can we can meet halfway between Louisiana and Texas and hash it out with a fist fight. But wouldn't it be weird if we like completely agree? There's no way. There's no way. We've never in the history of our lives completely agreed on everything. So there's just no way. I will – one time, guys, when we were kids, Jordan told on me for something and I grabbed her by the collar of her shirt and threatened to throw her down the stairs if we couldn't go to kids' town. So when she says that we'll meet at the border of Texas and Louisiana and and duke it out like with a fist fight, she's not kidding. Like we'll actually Morgan would probably win, but I do have my kids to fight for, so I feel like I have a lot of motivation. She has Luca to fight for and she's absolutely psychotic about her dog. So – I don't know. I mean, I like obviously like my kids, but I'm just saying it's, you know, you like your kids. I love Luca. Next. <laughs> take it back. <laughs> I'm walking out of here if you don't take it back right now. <laughs> I love my kids. Unpopular opinion number 1, Jordan loves her kids. <laughs> hey, what the heck? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, go. go I'm excited. Let's do it. Okay, okay. I'm going to start. Can I kick it off? Yes, kick it off. Okay. I'm going to take you to – I posted a picture the other day on Instagram hinting at what one of my unpopular opinions was. So I'm going to throw that one out there first. Let's just jump right in. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, Snooze Fest. I think it's boring. Listen, (laughs) (laughs) I I know you guys can't see our faces right now because we've not officially launched our YouTube channel yet, but um, full agreement on this one. And it's not just because we're not Star Wars people. It's just 
the energy is tired. I remember waking up at 5 a.m. to list for Rise of the Resistance and then going to the park at 6 a.m. and waiting in line for two hours with my brother-in-law trying to get on this ride that was like hyped to oblivion before we had been on it right after it opened. And we're waiting in line for hours and then we're at the parks because it shut down five times and we're waiting for our number to be you know, called so we can go get an actual line and then wait another few hours. I mean, the overall wait time for this experience was like nine hours and that's probably a little conservative. But I, this is one of my five. Rise of the Resistance is entirely overrated and almost almost boring. Like I get it. I get it. If you're a Star Wars fan, it feels extremely special to be, you know, part of the experience and truly live out that ride in, in, in a truly unique way. You know, rides haven't been done like this before, but it's just boring. It's just so boring. Your, so your overall gripe is like all of Galaxy's Edge. Cause I think Galaxy's Edge is sick. Well, my overall gripe on my list is, and I quote, Rise of the Resistance is entirely overrated and almost boring. Okay. That's mine. So mine is Millennium Falcon is boring. Now, here's the thing about Millennium Falcon. I kind of want to dive into it a little bit. I think it's absolutely amazing for kids who get to fly the vehicle. If you're the pilot, it's one thing, but there are three right. other roles on that ship and they all suck. They suck. Well, okay. Morgan obviously has a very strong opinion about it. As a mother, I'm like, I could see how my kids would be kind of, you know, excited to do this. But I still think even for Ryder, he would be he would kind of be like, was that it? Now, what I will say is aesthetically, the design components, in my opinion, the cast members, everything that goes into the ride, the queue is actually incredible. And I, to be honest, I actually think I enjoyed walking through the queue and like sitting in my seat more than I enjoyed the actual ride. Um, really weird to say that because who likes to wait in a line? But yeah, so that's my first, like, I, Honestly, I do think Galaxy's Edge is really, really cool. I had high hopes for the hotel. Obviously, like there are split opinions about Another it. Another swing and a miss. Right. So I, I just kind of feel like they're doing it wrong. Like who, who – I'm sorry. I want to go to Disney and stay in a hotel when I sleep and then go to the parks. I don't want to do a whole like character experience, especially because I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. We are Trekkies in our family. Um, anyway, so that's my opinion. Galaxy's Edge, beautiful. Millennium Falcon leaves something to be desired. Agree. Okay. So should I just go on to my next one since you kind of lumped yeah. yours in on, on top of mine? <laughs> just rode your coattails on that one. Um, next unpopular opinion. I kind of touched on this last time. Ratatouille could have been better. I get a little disenchanted. Sometimes I feel like Disney is so tight on space, even though when you look at how much property they own, they're kind of not. But in the parks, especially if you're trying to throw a ride into a pavilion in Epcot, I understand how this can happen. But I feel like sometimes they're so tight on space that they 
use the, the screens too much. They rely on them too heavily. And then we don't get those really cool detailed rooms that the you know, the car is kind of riding the track through. So in Ratatouille, there's this amazing scene. And I feel like even if you haven't written it, you've, you've seen it in videos where you ride through either a pantry or a fridge and there are these oversized food products and it's the coolest room ever. And you feel the size of a mouse. And then they're just screen after screen after screen after screen. And to me, I'm feeling a little nauseous. I feel like the ride isn't like as impressive because we're lacking a lot of those details that Disney actually does really well. So in my opinion, I think Ratatouille's overweighted, overrated, excuse me. And we waited 70 minutes to ride this ride. I would not wait 30. I get it. It's a new attraction and you just don't know what you don't know yet. Um, but you are not the first person I've heard this from. I've heard people love it. I've heard people rave about it, but you're definitely not the first to say that it didn't live up to the hype. I have yet to ride it, but will be in a few weeks. So we'll report back on if I agree or disagree with you. I'll meet you at the border. All right. My next unpopular opinion, and I feel like this isn't that unpopular. It's probably about 50-50, but people either love it or they hate it. And my opinion has totally done a 180 since, you know, maybe within the past five years, but I hate with a burning passion, the Hulk at Universal. I hate it. Meet at the border. (laughs) We got to duke it out again. (laughs) I know. And here's the thing. I used to love this ride. It used to be so fun, but I cannot ride the Hulk without getting the worst headache of my life. And it stays for 40 minutes to an hour. And then the next 40 minutes to an hour at the park are absolutely destroyed for me because my head is still, my brain is still rattling in my skull. That's because your brain used to take up most of your school. And then over the years, it's been shrinking, 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 shrinking. And then it's just now it's a a ping pong ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just because I spend too much time with you. I think that's the problem. (laughs) But I just can't do it. I can't do it unless you're in that very first row. It's the only row that you don't experience as much of a shakeup. Um, it's just not worth it to me. It's not. And it used to be my favorite ride at all of Universal, not just Islands of Adventure, all of Universal. And it's just fallen way off a cliff for me. And I don't know how that happens because it used to not give me a headache and now it does. And I know it's not because my brain shrunk. Maybe it's just because it's old. I don't know. To me, I love the Hulk because it's Ryan's favorite ride. Obviously, I think the theming is somewhat Six Flagsy. To be honest, it feels pretty much the same as every roller coaster at Six Flags. Especially but- the queue. The queue is so right. theme parky. It's I not. Know up to the standard of Disney World or Universal Studios. It's so, or, I mean, it is like OG Universal Studios, like how those queues used to be where it's literally just a back and forth line mm-hmm. with a bar in between. It's it's like they built Islands of Adventure and they were like, oh, can't let go of this old school queue. Let's just bring this over a few times. And that's what they right. did there. Well, okay. Here's what I will say. I love it because Ryan loves it. It's one of his favorite roller coasters right after Hagrid. Um, and I love the view. 
However, I didn't write it this past time because I don't feel like I have to write it. So for me, it's just kind of in the middle. I would just so much rather go on Hagrid's, obviously, because that's number one in the history of roller coasters. Or like the Rip Ride Rocket. I love, I love that roller coaster. There are so many better options. Even Dueling Dragons back in the day did not give me a splitting headache like the Hulk does. So I'm off the Hulk for the foreseeable future. Okay. Morgie's off the Hulky. Um, next one. <laughs> I wish you could see the face I'm giving her right now. It's the face I know and love. The number it's of times the, you've made that face to me. <laughs> it's the I'm judging you so hard face. <laughs> well, you're about to judge me harder because actually, I do think you might agree with this next one. Animal Kingdom is the worst of the four parks. See, that's so tough because like I used to think so when Animal Kingdom was brand spanking new and they had nothing except for that A Bug's Life experience, which you know how I felt about that. I would lift my legs. There's no way those bugs are touching my legs, but they're not real bugs. They don't like I let know. loose a tub of bugs every Obviously, time. And they're like, Hey, Bob, Sam, get back in the crate. <laughs> Obviously I know that they're not real bugs. Obviously I know that alien encounter was not a real alien. And mm. obviously I know that real mice didn't run at me in honey. I shrunk the audience, but use your imagination. Here's the thing about Animal Kingdom. I love the experience of Animal Kingdom now. It's hard for me to put it in front of any other park just because, again, we're going to hit you with the nostalgia factor with the other three. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would which put one? Animal Kingdom. Which one are you putting it in front of? Can I guess? You can guess. Magic Kingdom. Yes. Yes. I Magic Kingdom, if you don't have kids, listen, I will always love it because it's the place where I rode my first roller coaster. It's the place that I got to go to Disney World with just my parents without my annoying little sister. It mm. was classic. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's always been just the epitome of Disney, right? I mean, that's what Magic Kingdom is. But without kids or without my nephew, it's, a lot of rides that are geared toward younger kids. So it's so much less enjoyable for an adult, especially if you're an adult who doesn't have that nostalgia factor. If you're going to adult, to Disney for the first time at 18, 19 years old, and you haven't experienced, you know, it's a small world before or Peter Pan's flight before, mm. or you know what I mean? It's just... There's not as much excitement there. And we've talked all the time about how I go to the parks for the excitement um, and the food. And, you know, Magic Kingdom, especially when we're talking about food, is not at the top of that list. Animal Kingdom right. blows it out of the water. So here's why I'm saying Animal Kingdom is the worst of the four parks. Keep in mind, I love it. I continue to love it more and more each time I go. To me... There is not enough room. Animal Kingdom somehow manages to be the largest theme park in the world and still feels incredibly small to me because of the way they designed the lands. Pandora feels like, oh, my left foot's in Pandora. Let me put my right foot in. Oh, never mind. No longer in Pandora because it's literally so small. 
Well, and um, I also think that a portion of that is the like the animal reserve, right? Like a portion sure. of Animal Kingdom is the animal reserve and they're going to take up a lot of room. I'd I rather think- designate that area for those animals that are in captivity. Sure. Who I'd prefer not be in captivity. You know what I mean? It, we, yeah, long. Yeah, we could go into a whole thing. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's the deal. I feel like it, that's part of it. Pandora is the most beautiful part of it. I want it to be bigger. I want there to be more there. I want there to be a restaurant. I want there to be another ride. I want there to be more merch stores. I became the biggest Avatar fan after going to Pandora, even though I had seen Avatar like three or four times before I went. At night, it's incredibly beautiful. It feels like it's, you know, just a little tiny fragment of Disney World as a whole. And I want it to be more. I want it to take up more pieces of the pie. And then you have Dino Land. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be rude, but why did we decide that we were just going to throw a giant carnival into the middle of Disney World? That doesn't make any sense to me. So, and I understand that it's everyone lazy. pretty much it agrees with me. absolutely feels lazy. And then I love Dinosaur back there. And I know that they have plans to change up so much and to put some Moana into the mix. And I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of things coming. And I know that Dino Land is going to get the axe. Let's be honest. But yeah, first thing to go, they're going to kick it to the curb. I just feel like, and the food, by the way, is amazing at Animal Kingdom. I just feel like it, it feels the least like Disney. And I- It always has. You're right. It always has. Right. And I feel like Hollywood Studios at certain points has also felt very non-Disney, maybe more so when it was MGM um, because they have incorporated a little bit more Mickey into Hollywood Studios. But I think that that's part of the charm is Animal Kingdom feels like its own entity in and of itself. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we may just have to agree to disagree. We're going to agree to disagree. I will say I love staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge and then continuing, you know, that part of the trip at Animal Kingdom. I still love Animal Kingdom. It's just not my number one. But I do think it has the best ride, which is Flight of Passage. Speaking of the best ride, my next opinion is definitely unpopular. But I'm just going to throw it out there. Let's hear it. The greatest ride in the history of Disney World is not there anymore. And I know it what you're was say. <laughs> Horizons. <laughs> How many people listening do you think have any idea what Horizons is? I hope a lot. I hope a lot of you got to experience the pure bliss and joy that was Horizons at Epcot. Yeah. They replaced it with Soren, and that was a downgrade. I don't know if y'all remember Horizons, but basically you just sat in a chair and a picture flashed on screen and it would say, this is a Horizon in Tokyo at 6.05 p.m. And then another picture would flash and it would say, this is a Horizon in D.C. at 4 p.m. Morgan loved it. It lasted three hours. (laughs) Listen, Jordan, (laughs) the joke didn't land. It was funny to you and only you. Here's the thing. Horizons was a choose your own adventure masterpiece. 
It was phenomenal. It smelled like oranges when you when you flew over the orange field. And yes, I understand. They do the same thing in Soren. It smells like oranges. And you're actually flying over an orange field. Horizons, you're just sitting in a chair and riding past it. Well, it um, smells like but, dirt when the elephants kick it in the air. It's actually pretty sick. Jordan, shut Sorry. your face. <laughs> Listen, I told you it was an unpopular opinion, but I know there are people out there who agree with me. So if you agree with me, let me know. Jordan, what's your next unpopular opinion? Next unpopular opinion. Stupid. I disagree. Okay. Tron isn't enough to increase Magic Kingdom's thrill factor. Hmm. Okay. So this ride happens in the blink of an eye. You hop on it and then you hop off it and you're done. I don't think, I think Magic Kingdom continues to be the park for kids yes. I, or big adults who want to feel like kids. Big adults. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> big adults. <laughs> adults over six foot five who want to feel like kids. <laughs> right okay okay I can't breathe so in my opinion I think Tron looks cool it's fun for like less than two minutes will you stop laughing (laughs) I can't stop thinking about big adults (laughs) stop okay stop Okay. Get it together. This is embarrassing. You're Let me embarrassing yourself. Let me rein it in. Okay, rein it in. Go. Okay. So j- just in my opinion, I think it was, I think it's a cool ride and it goes really fast and it looks really sweet. At the same time, it takes up a lot of space and it lasts less than two minutes. So in my Fair. opinion, Magic Kingdom, the thrill factor is still severely lacking. Fair assessment. I don't disagree with you. Um, Speaking again of Magic Kingdom, you are just like perfect lead into my unpopular opinions. My next unpopular opinion does take place at Magic Kingdom. Space Mountain is only good when you're a kid. It's too bright and it's stupid now. I completely disagree. I I don't want to do this podcast with you anymore. Meet at the border. It's going down. <laughs> Morgan, I'm sad. I'm really sad that you just said that. That ride is so good. It was my favorite ride for maybe two decades. I loved that ride. Like I said, it was the first roller coaster I ever went on. My dad had to drag me on by my hair. But once I went on it, I, you know, turned back around and went right on it again. I mean, it was my favorite ride for so long, but maybe that's why I'm so underwhelmed by it now. And the only part of it that has like any redeeming quality to me at this point is the part that gives me the nostalgia, which is the queue. And the queue is nothing to write home about. I mean, it's very simple, uh, but it just reminds me of, you know, the excitement leading up to what used to be the best ride at Disney World. And it's just, they lightened it up. I can see everything now. It's not dark. It doesn't feel like you're in space. I think it is stupid. I will prove you wrong. You said the only nostalgic part is the queue. No. 
when you are going up the, you know, when you're going off for liftoff and all the lights and the sounds and you pass an astronaut who's hanging out on the left hand side. Yeah, the robotics from 1982. Yeah, great. That's also nostalgic. Morgan, from 1982, (laughs) that's why it's so sick. 1982 was a great year. I just can't. I can't. I'm over it. I don't want them to replace it. I just want them to make it better. Fix it. Let's make it darker, right? Yeah. Darken it up. And like, yeah, honestly, that would make it so much better because it's the the thrill of not knowing what's coming next is what makes Space Mountain what it used to be, made mm. Space Mountain what it used to be. And and now it's just, um, like I said, stupid. Okay. There's the S word again. You need to get over it. <laughs> okay. Last unpopular opinion. Go. Disney World is virtually tied with Universal Studios Orlando. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. I do think it's an unpopular opinion, but it is gaining popularity Mm -hmm. fast. Here's the thing. Universal has been upping their game. They took advantage of the last three years while Disney was like clinging to like their, you know, they were like, oh, no, we, we lost five dollars over here. And then they like panicked and didn't spend any money and nothing happened. And Bob Chapek wasn't willing to invest in creativity. He let go of so many Imagineers. I think it was like 400 of them. The decisions he was making. I mean, I think Bob Chapek, I kind of feel bad. Like everyone just kind of rags on him. There was a lot that went down he when he was catch CEO. a lot of flack. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So it's not just him. I just think he was looking at the, the numbers. And I think we always needed a CEO who was going to consider the creativity factor because it does cost money. We need um, a CEO. We. <laughs> Disney needs a CEO a that's CEO. going to champion Walt. You know what I mean? Who's going to channel his inner Walt. And we just weren't getting that from Chapek. And I don't know how much of that we get from Bob Iger. I'll be honest. I think that Disney could use some some fresh blood. Well, okay. To finish my point really quickly, Universal has been doing what Walt always wanted Disney World to do. They've been plussing, plussing the parks over and over and over again. And then investing in team members. And then obviously um, trying to improve the creativity, the cues at Universal, the the uh, fast pass lane, so much better. I think they are just like the chiller. They're just chill. They're the, They're the me. Of- You're the Disney. I'm fine being the Disney. I mean, I love both of them. I'm the Universal. Out. You're the Disney. That's true. I feel like that's accurate, but that's I my opinion. I do think that's accurate. I think that's accurate. Okay. I know. All right, guys, we did ask these questions on Instagram and a few of you responded with some great ones. We're going to choose our top three because I think Jordan and I both agree. These are the most controversial opinions that we got. Um, Number one came from Janelle. Figment is creepy. I don't get the appeal. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) It's funny because as a kid, Figment was, I mean, my best friend, my mm-hmm. imaginary, quite literally, best friend. I was obsessed with Figment. I had Figment dolls. Imagination was my favorite ride. And this, yes, is before they redid it and absolutely ruined it. Mm. Um, but Jordan, Figment, does he creep you out? He doesn't creep me out, but I will say 
it's a little watery what his connection is to Disney. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that ever is properly explained. Well, a lot of things that Epcot back in the day weren't directly connected to Disney. They were just characters that Disney created for the parks. I, I don't think anyone understands that now. I think they're just confused about who Figma is. He's a figment of your imagination. Stupid. I, I actually <laughs> knew you were going to say that. So who's the, you know, dummy? Who's the S word? No. Uh, um, all right. Next came from Jill. Jill said that she is mad that they're redoing Splash Mountain. And I do know this is an extremely controversial opinion. Mm-hmm. Um Disney has their reasons for redoing Splash Mountain. We're not going to get into that on this podcast, but I'm sure everyone has their own opinions on the redoing of the actual ride itself. I mean, yeah, that's nostalgia that we're never going to get back. It's gone for good. No more zippity-doo-dah, whatever. Um, Jordan, how do you feel about it? I am both really excited for Tiana to get, you know, this great Bayou adventure. I think that's going to be super fun. And honestly, I feel like that was the right choice to replace it just because it fits in so well with the movie. Like I can see a bunch of frogs, you know, chilling and, you know, eating barbecue by the fire. (laughs) I don't know. I could see a bunch of alligators like singing on the big boat at the end. I can picture it at the same time. I'm really sad because I loved Splash Mountain. Ryan never wanted to ride it with me because he got wet. Like, cry about it. Who oh did I come gosh, here with? Cry me a river and then jump in the river and get wet. Yeah. I'm going to push you in the river. Cry, cry me a river so I can push you in it. <laughs> <laughs> but I am both mourning the loss of it because if I'm being honest, I kind of wanted Tiana to get her own ride like from scratch of course I would love that she fits perfectly into Magic Kingdom as well it's like it's the perfect fit and she absolutely Princess and the Frog absolutely needs its own attraction 100% Ryder never wrote it so that's depressing (sighs) for sure all right our last unpopular opinion came from Ryan and it does kind of align with Jordan's last unpopular opinion which is Universal is better than Disney it's somewhat alliance. He went a step above mine, but he, yep. He, but he, did. I, he took it there. I will say this: by the day, his unpopular opinion is becoming more popular. So we'll see. Yep. We will see, guys. Um, we want to finish this episode with a segment that we're going to do every week, uh, featuring an Instagram account or a, an Etsy shop or a Twitter account that we really think you guys should follow or check out. Um, this week comes from Instagram. And Jordan, do you want to tell them who it is? Sure. Margarita's bag on Instagram. She has an amazing shop of Disney patches and stickers and other fun little trinkets. Um, I have spoken to her very briefly in DMs. She's She seems like an amazing person, runs an incredible shop. Everyone check her out on Instagram, Margarita's Bag. Send her a message. Let her know that you heard about her from our podcast. Uh, We hope to work with her in the future. Definitely. All right, guys, do not forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Hit us up on the brand new parksnobs.com. And of course, Jordan, leave them with the best thing they can do this week. If you don't leave us a five-star review, don't bother coming back. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we'll wrap up this episode of Park Snobs. We will see you guys next week. 